Today we're discussing long-term versus short-term link building mindset. In general, we prefer a long-term strategic focus and how can we build links over time that add true value for our client. But there are some scenarios where you might have to have a six-month or less time frame. So to dive right in, Ross, when should you be looking at a shorter term, like six months or less time frame when it comes to link building? Yeah, SEO is such a long-term term mindset. So in general, I think looking long-term makes sense, but there are still situations where at least focusing on immediate links will make more sense for you as compared to a longer-term game. I think a few scenarios there. One is, let's say you're an angel round or series A startup and you have a limited amount of money in the bank and you have to validate things. And you also know SEO is a primary channel. So you have to show momentum in order to survive to that next funding round. It might not behoove you to be playing a 12-month SEO game because you got to get momentum in six to be able to raise money again. But that said, I actually will recommend to startups who talk to us who are in that range, often you might want to get product market fit or do PPC. Before thinking about SEO, we often talk to people at Series A Plus for this reason, because it's not always optimal to think that way, as you're not going to make money for 12 months, so you might not survive. But maybe SEO is just the way your startup is constructed. You just know it's going to be the channel. So you have to, you might align those things. But other, other ways where it could make sense is maybe your market just very clearly ties to high domain authority areas. And in general, the higher the domain authority, more often it's going to appeal to national news and those kinds of markets. And they will, in general, not be as long-term focused with search volume. So an example of that might be creditcards.com. They could do a lot of surveys on credit and how to improve credit and people's perceptions of credit that appeal to national reporters. But for them, maybe there isn't as much at the top funnel. And there are other brands like that where there just isn't that much top funnel search volume available to them such that it will make more sense to try to go big and have these maybe brand-focused wins or maybe getting in front of national press as part of the brand strategy makes a lot of sense. And in those cases, a short-term can, can make more sense overall. So when we're in discussion with clients who have that shorter term mindset and need to make big wins in a six month or less time frame, we're going to adjust the content formats that we brainstorm to fit that need. So one thing we might suggest is broken link building and longer form guides that are tied to a linkable audience. Those are just surefire wins and content that we're confident on earning links to. It's definitely an older tactic, but something that is reliable. And I think still, if done well and tied still to brand and to a relevant market, it can work well for a client. So that's one content format we might suggest in order to achieve short-term links. Another one, as Ross, you already mentioned, is surveys. They, If done well, they can bring in a lot of great press coverage. They can get a lot of brand mentions and just brand awareness for a new startup or a lesser-known brand. Surveys can be risky, though. Ross, what are some areas of concern when it comes to running surveys as a new content venture? I'd say surveys or any kind of big short-term project, you see them a lot in the SEO world where someone will do 
this big linkable asset that's clearly not tied to search volume. And it's expensive to run that. So doing this without any kind of long-term possibility for that asset specifically, you could end up like spending 12K, 15K plus and have two links to show for it if you mis-execute. So it, it is a pretty risky overall. So something you can consider as a business is still trying a single, double, triple approach. It's kind of how we, we touch on it. I think good survey marketing is not some massive, massive asset. It's something that a real brand would leverage. And typically that's a simpler done asset. In worst case, you get one or two links. If you haven't spent double five digits on that, you're not going to be crying as much at the <laughs> end of that. Another potential variable of your short-term focus, think about PPC. I think you can start using this and it's worth being short-term focused in this scenario because you're a new brand. You don't have the authority to really start ranking fast. It's going to take 12 months. So that's one of the other variables and why we said angel round is it takes 12 months to rank in most competitive markets. But you can use PPC to kind of accelerate that, especially with things with high length of view ratio topics in areas where there are high link to view ratio topics. And what I mean by that are things where people are searching just a link a lot of the time. So some common things are trends, statistics. Another area we've actually seen be a hybrid there is cost topics where people are willing to spend money on, say, the cost to remodel your bathroom. But we also find those are high link intent terms. So you can actually combine that ROI and as a new business, see, see some good outcomes from that. That's kind of the high level, Caroline, as we think about expectations for the short-term approach, what should those be for people? Yeah, so I think first and foremost is understanding your cost per link and what's realistic in a short-term time frame. So typically, if we're looking at six months or less to execute link building for a client, your cost per link is just naturally going to be in that mid to high range. So we say like around $700 to $800 per link is what to expect. Two factors play into this. One is just production timelines. You're usually going to spend the first one, maybe two months of the process just building content. It's not even live yet. So that's further decreasing your timeline. And then two, outreach does take a long time still to see those outcomes. We typically see our, when a piece goes live, the active outreach process of when we're actually pitching people and talking to relevant media, that's roughly a two-week time frame. And then you can see links starting to roll in and that can take as long as six weeks because of the white hat nature of this process. We're not manipulating existing content. We're typically slating our ideas within an existing publishing calendar. So taking those two things into consideration, just production timelines in general can attribute to a higher cost per link if you're looking at a short-term time frame. And then secondly, think about what is a realistic volume in terms of links overall that you can expect to achieve in a six-month time frame. We definitely focus on quality over quantity. But as you mentioned, Ross, if you're in a very competitive landscape like credit cards, there is going to be a volume game component to this still. It's not just about getting those high DA, but you also want you know some volume to improve your domain authority overall. So think about what is a realistic volume that you can create with the content that you're putting out. Those are good points. And you made me think of some other considerations there as well. In thinking about 
should I be short-term or should I be long-term focused? I think generally long-term is going to drive better ROI, but some ways to identify is short-term just needed for you is to look at the value of a link in your market. And we talk about this a lot, but if you divide the traffic value of your site or your competitors by the number of links they get, if you have a high number there, which is common in, say, insurance, there's probably not as much top funnel opportunity to you. And that probably gives you some indication almost immediately you might need to be more short-term. But there, there could be some long-term opportunity competitors aren't taking advantage of, so don't completely discredit that, but is a hint that's more often the case. But on the reverse side, if you're a, an apartment blog, like I think of apartment therapy off the top of my head, they can easily generate links long-term with ranking for a ton of stuff. I'm confident we could pull up those numbers in Ahrefs and you see the number would be a lot lower by doing that same math. So you can look at that and that can be a trend or clearer signifier to you if you should do one over the other. But Caroline, as we think about long-term focused link building, we talked about short here. What are some other kind of trends and commonalities of companies that have that long-term flexibility? Yeah, so a company that is going to have a flexibility and be able to link build on a much longer timeline. So I'm thinking a year plus one is going to be those established brands. So those companies with big name recognition, I'm thinking Airbnb, Geico, so on and so forth, they're going to be able to put out content and think about that longer term vision because they have that name recognition and can earn links a little bit easier without as much effort. So that's one area. But even if you're not a, you know, household name, that doesn't necessarily mean you can't be strategic and and long-term focused in your link building process. And that's when we look to just companies that are playing in areas and industries with a greater top funnel opportunity. So we've mentioned it already that if you can find, you know, keywords that drive a linkable audience, and there's also a lot of those potential keywords at the top funnel, then you're in a really good spot to do long-term link building campaigns. And you don't necessarily have to have that huge, you know, Airbnb level brand recognition to accomplish that. So with that, if a brand fits either of these two buckets, what are the content formats that we'll typically suggest to these clients? Yeah, in general, it will be a concept that ties to search volume. So our kind of new go-to is go to top pages on Ahrefs, see what's attracting the most traffic on competitive sites, and then look at the Venn diagram of highly linked assets on that list. So what is what is the top 10 or 20 percentile that is clearly also top funnel? That means we can probably push it with link building. And by nature, that intersection shows probably those people generated those links through passive link acquisition. So it is those passive concepts that will achieve these long-term results. And one of the things we found, especially for those company times you mentioned, Caroline, is sometimes if you're not if you're not Airbnb, you might need to go bigger on average with some of these concepts. And they can take longer, but maybe a big interactive is validated when we can see there can be 300 plus links for those things. You can be more, I think, creative with these concepts. And also a good thing about being a brand, lots of positives, but it's actually interesting when you, you were saying that there, Carolina had the thought that in some ways, brands have the beautiful intersection of being the midterm and that they can rank for things 
in a midterm timeline. So they're not as they're not going to freak out about those investments because they have the authority to rank in under six months, sometimes four to six. Well, that second company type will take six to 12, but it'll still be a warranted concept. But speaking on the expectations on, on this overall, what should people think about as it comes to long-term content-focused link building? So we mentioned on short-term, you know, you're thinking about that mid to high cost per link. On the flip side, longer-term, if we're just looking at a much longer timeline of doing link building, then you're going to, over time, have a lower cost per link if you're doing it right. If you're mapping to the top funnel, if you're getting those rankings, you're just going to start passively earning links at a much better rate. And also something that we've talked about is that those links are being replaced a lot more frequently. So yes, most links only last you two to three years. But if you're thinking long term and creating link focused content on a much longer timeline, that new content is also doing a better job at replacing the links from your old content that just might naturally be falling out of an index. So that's one thing is just your cost per link is going to be probably closer to the 500 or less number is what we typically tell clients. Another thing is that it's not a pure volume game for your brand. It might be okay, you know, five to 10 new links per month is enough because again, you have that healthy pipeline going along and it's doing its job and you're working on other things and getting that domain authority and getting that additional traffic. So you're less focused on volume. And then you can look at other link metrics that are perhaps more important things like link relevancy, domain authority of those external links, so on and so forth, and to prioritize that that over volume. Yeah, it is an interesting observation from our cost per link analysis that we had done before is one of the other negatives of the short-term approach is there is a real attrition to those links that occurs that you'll see. Yeah, you might get links short-term and sometimes those numbers might even seem more attractive. But another benefit that I don't think people consider is that they're not being replaced and they're falling off the link graph very commonly. Even the BLB, the broken link building format, I think a lot of those link pages, they're on old websites. Mm -hmm. Those, I think, churn pretty consistently. I'm sure we could do a study of that and understand it's not worthwhile. But on the long-term approach, another thing that I think is just a great reason to do that is there could be an eventual goal or outcome where you're not doing as much manual because you are such a huge brand. And we do have clients where we're just doing content creation for them because they've reached that threshold. And you shouldn't probably start with that. But once you get that threshold, you're at a perfect place where no matter what, you can sleep at night hopefully, because you're not doing anything Google would ever say they wouldn't love. So that should be always be the goal with the approach you take. If you like this episode on long-term versus short-term link building strategies, don't forget to leave us a review. 